80 new clients after working with a mentor. This, this number can't be right, can it? Dane, Dane, is this number right? It is right. Fortunately, yes, it is. It's very correct. <laughs> okay. I need to hear the story and so do our listeners. This is Two Brain Radio. I'm your host, Mike Workington. Please subscribe and hit like wherever you're watching or listening. Now, Dane McCarthy is my guest. He runs West Village Athletic. He's in New York City in Manhattan, not far from the Empire State Building. So without further ado, we're going to get right into it because I know you want to know the answer that I want to know also. Dane, how did you add 80 new clients in 30 days? Yeah, we, we really just followed the, the two brain formula. I had a really great um, mentor, Russell, uh, and one of the most valuable- it's Russell Francis. Russell Francis, yeah. Yeah. And one of the first things we did, I think a second week, was um, develop a sales playbook um, that clearly articulated what we sell and why we sell it and um, put that into, I think we call the sales binder, create a sales binder um, and followed the process. We, we created no sweat intros and we called them just intros, ran our clients through um, the, the binder and, and had incredible success. So this was all through the two brain ramp up program or is it, when did you, and when, if so, when did you start that? That's right. I started the ramp up program um, late last year, but really only in anger kind of in the, in the start of the new year. Um, that's so uh, yeah. Fairly <laughs> Tell me why in anger. I'm going to ask that one. Yeah. Like I think, I think I signed up to two brain thinking, you know, there'll be some good tidbits in there and they'll, they'll throw me some content that I could use. I wasn't expecting the breadth of information and the seriousness to which I had to kind of apply myself to, to, to implementing it. So when I kind of got grasped that there was some real actions and I had to implement serious changes to the gym, that's when um, I started seeing real results, when I started really implementing the changes. Yeah. And one of the reasons I want to get you on the show is that Chris Cooper and the two brain staff are always improving our program. So ramp up, which used to be called incubator has evolved and now it's designed to be a, a very swift sprint, which you've experienced yeah. and to get some action and some wins right away. So in 30 days, you got 80 new clients, you know, which is, which is incredible. As you were seeing this happen, what was your thought process? Like, what was your brain seeing? Like, I've never got 80 clients in a year, let alone a month. Yeah, I mean, I, I was shocked. Like, because I, I have the way we were doing it is we were just sending broad messages out through Instagram to people being like, "Hey, would you like to join the gym?" And then we'd provide a link to sign up directly, you know, from our Instagram or our website. And what that did is it, it took it meant that we didn't have control over the process. We were just kind of sending things out and hoping it'd stick, and it did. It got us to 50, 70 clients. Um, but having a direct call to action that resulted in a call that allowed us to properly articulate our value proposition and explain why we thought it was a really good thing for these people who were interested um, was really just the tipping point. And then as soon as that happened, we just started um, closing um, um, members really frequently. So that was a switch in your, in your intake process. Like, What did you do before as opposed to a, a consultation or an introduction? Yeah, before we were we were just posting on Instagram and then we had really convoluted website where they would go to the website. They had to select um, which squad and, and we can talk about how we're a little bit different in our training style, but they had to go and select their squad, um, click into it and then buy on mind body. There was no one really holding their hand or guiding them. So I think people go on the website. They're a little bit confused. They didn't really understand why we were different, um, but the, it, that's, they, it was working. So I what, didn't really think that it could do any better. You know, and yeah, yeah. I sat with Russell and he kind of was like, well, 
maybe there's a, a different way of doing that. You know, your experience isn't that different from mine because back, you know, when I started my gym, I think in 2010, we had a similar thing where we had a you know, confusing website, too many options, too many things where people would just show up and we weren't doing any advertising or outreach at that point. This was early on when there were only a few CrossFit gyms, right? Yeah. So we would just like expect people to find us, which they did. And then they would click through our convoluted website and they would maybe sign up or they would call us or something like that. But we didn't have that process. Yeah. Putting in place that process of sitting down with people and saying, what are you interested in? What are your goals? What do you need? And then giving them a plan in that no sweat intro or free consultation model. It really helped us a diversify our revenue streams where some people wanted personal training, some wanted nutrition, some wanted both, some wanted group. And then the other thing it did is it really allowed us to, you know, tailor our service to their goals and build the value proposition, which helped us close more sales. So that's, is that kind of the same experience that you had almost word for word? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and a really important part of that was the sales binder. Mm-hmm. Going through that exercise, like the binder is what the binder is, but going through the exercise of putting down on paper, what is it that we're selling and why is it valuable was a really good exercise for myself and um, my coaches. They were the ones who, who took the calls and, and did the great job on bringing, bringing members on. And they could only do that because we had clearly articulated what we were selling. Okay. Um, yeah, spot on. And Dane, what Dane's talking about here, listeners, is uh, the, the sales binder or pricing binder, whatever you want to call it, is uh, is a booklet or it can be an iPad presentation that you use to guide people through these consultation processes. And it lays out your offers very clearly. It helps you showcase your value. And it's not a gigantic 38-page thing. It's very short, very concise, very pointed. And the act of putting it together, which we lead you through in Ramp Up, will help you clarify what you are actually selling. Because a lot of people, oddly enough, don't actually know. I thought I was selling fitness and CrossFit and sweat and vomit when in fact I was actually selling coaching. And when you start to realize that your value goes up and you can ask people for $300 a month, not just $79.99 for equipment access and so forth. So we're going to dig into this stuff a little bit more, but tell me a little bit about the history of your gym. How long have you been around? What's your, what's your deal? What's, what kind of training styles do you do? Give me the backstory. Yeah, great. No, I appreciate giving me that opportunity. So yeah. we started um, West Village Athletic kind of during the pandemic. Uh, it was a bunch of Australian expats, um, all working full time uh, and we're just a bit lonely. So we started working out together <laughs> okay. um, outdoors. And the, the insight we had when um, training here in the US is that the training style is great. It's intense. It's fun. It's really entertaining. But in some cases, it's, it's quite transactional. Uh, so the, what we did is, is we tried to emulate the training style, which we have back at home, back in Australia, which is you train with your 10, 15 closest mates. Mm-hmm. Um, so what makes us different is when you join WVA, you join a training squad. You join um, that squad twice a, twice a week. Um, you have a dedicated coach that oversees the progress of um, the squad itself and the members within it. And um, why we think that's so valuable is it gives people an opportunity to get to know the people they're training with, you know, become accountable to one another enjoy training um, and kind of get more from just the training than, than the physical, but also the, the holistic mental and social elements as well. Does that come from a military background or is that uh, something you guys came up with outside that? No, certainly not military. I, I played rugby back at home. Um, okay. So really that's just how we trained when we were training rugby. And I think a lot of um, people in America can relate to that because there's a lot of college athletes, a lot of high school sports, people finish and they're like, now what, you know, I haven't got, I haven't got, a group of people to train with anymore. I haven't got a team. Um, so it's certainly just a lift and shift from my, from my rugby days, to be honest. Okay. And, and so you opened during the pandemic in 2020. Yep. That's right. Yeah. In Manhattan, no less. So there's a bit of pressure on you probably financially, I'm guessing. 
Yeah, it was it was a scary leap to take. I mean, this is certainly not my my full time job. I, I have a full time job that I love and, and, and yeah, I, I work at. Um, what we did is we there was a place that was going under um, just during the pandemic. We were able to negotiate a really good lease to maintain it as a gym. Okay. Um, so we took that over and we started very small scale. Our squads were five people um, deliberately so that we could contact trace. And then as COVID restrictions started to lift, mm-hmm. we got the, the squads built out a little bit more and we hired coaches and a, a, a general manager who, um, who runs the, the day-to-day of the gym. Do you do PT as well or nutrition or is it just these squads? Or is, not, sorry, go, or is nutrition based into that? Yeah, this was another thing that I got from Two Brains. I mean, our, our revenue stream was, was really one-dimensional. We were just selling these squads. Um, as part of the sales binder process, we added PT. And I was honestly really like, I don't know, it's not really our thing. And we sold a whole lot of those. And it's because people are looking for it. You know, they're, they're looking for more personalized um training and so by offering that we, we brought on five or six as part of those 80 members pt which diversified our revenue stream completely i imagine that in your area you know busy manhattan people there's probably a convenience factor that appeals to the pt crowd where it's like i can't make that squad but do you have a slot at you know 2 p.m on wednesday right yeah spot on spot yeah. on. and then there's other people who've come out of pandemic who were you know, they, they just fell behind a little bit in their fitness routines yeah, and they were yeah. looking for um, a bit of a jump start in their training. So we had a lot of people really successfully do some PT, kind of get to a level where they felt comfortable to, to jump in with the squad. So why did you say, we talked a little bit about this earlier and you said there was some anger, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious, but tell me more about why you decided to to do the ramp up and, and what was the process like when you started up with Russell? Yeah, I mean, we decided to do the mentoring because um, this isn't my full-time job. And so I was really needing to be more efficient um, right. with uh, managing the gym, right? This was just before we had, we had hired a GM. So my workload, the gym was increasing and I needed to, to, to kind of um, be more efficient. So started looking around for help. And, and really, I was just intrigued by just getting access to France, um, Russell Francis because he had been a similar thing. He'd worked full-time in finance. And so um, I was really just interested in the mentorship alone. And he's just over in Jersey, right. close to you guys, right? That's right. Yeah, and yeah. he and he's got two gyms, and 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 a, um, he's a, he's an expat as well. So I thought it'd be great just to have a yarn to a bloke who's done something similar. Mm-hmm. I, I think he was full time when he started, so that was all I was really interested in. It wasn't until um, I started speaking to to the guys over there that I realized there was a bit more to it than just mentoring. Um, and so that, that that's when I made a decision to to jump aboard. So at what point did you realize uh, that this was working? Like, wh- I, obviously, you're, you're selling memberships, but were there other points where you're like, aha, because it's not just like the, the ramp up is all about systems and, and staffing and everything, roles and procedures and tasks and some of the boring, like, quote unquote, making you know, procedures and playbooks and things like that. There is some work involved. But at what point were you like, wow, this is a rocket ship and we're moving now? Yeah, I think it's on that first one or two calls that we had okay. where there was members who were looking for to join the gym and I had such a clearly stated proposition. I was like, wow, okay, this is all I really needed to do. You know, we were, we'd doing, we were doing so many good things, but we hadn't packaged it or created a process to execute on it. And so it was kind of well before we signed 80, it was probably in the first five that I was like, yeah, okay, this is just the, the consolidation that I needed of all the things that we were already doing. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other metrics that you wouldn't mind sharing? Is there anything else you can tell me besides the 80 members that uh, you've mentioned you added some staff members and things like that? What else you got? 
Yeah, well, diversifying our revenue was really important. The arm, um, I think the metric is what, what, what two brand news. I don't know if you, you'll explain that, but but making sure that we were getting um, a, a more, we're providing more value to our members across different services. So that's um, average so. revenue per member per month for uh, listeners. That's arm as we refer to it. And a bigger number is better, both usually for the client and the gym because the client is getting healthier faster. That's right. So our, our top line grew significantly. Um, Russell really challenged me on our um, price point. Unsurprisingly, we started outdoor training and it was a bunch of mates really just mucking around, you know. Yeah. So our price point was really just to cover costs of hiring a PT um, to train us. Um, so we were very low. And the first thing Russell did was said, okay, the new members that you bring on, let's change that price point so that you can be sustainable going forward, pay your coaches more and, and make sure the gym lasts. So How much did you add to the price? $20. $20. And uh, was it, a difficult sell for you in your mind? Because some gym owners, when they do a price increase, they're like, wow, this is, I can't sell this. Was it for you like difficult to do that? Or, and did you get some confidence when you made those sales or how'd that process go in your mind? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I certainly didn't go for the rate that that was recommended by Russell and Two Brain. I was still so nervous. That is so challenging, especially because we were mates with the guys that we started training with. Right. And, yeah. um, so there's that real personal thing that you've got to kind of separate. Um, and I think we've got a lot more upside there. In fact, that is going to be a big focus point for the for the next part of um, the mentorship. The, the the changing to one sixty five. I think the the process that was described by Russell was for your new members coming on, change the rate and see how it feels. So we we managed to do that with all these new members, and then I think we'll we'll probably have to do a a rate rate hike at some point just so that we can get sustained. And that process has been tested and, you know, I'm sure Russell explained it to you. I'll just give it to the listeners. But the reason why it's like that is that when you raise the rates for new people coming in, there's no fear. Well, there's less fear because they don't know the rates are different. They just see the rates. And if you start making a few sales at those rates, which everyone does, because we all tend to undervalue ourselves, all of a sudden you realize people see the value. This is, this is what it costs. They're not telling me it's too expensive. They realize that this is valuable. That gives you the confidence often to correct some errors. And I had to do this exact same thing because I priced myself way too low. That gives you the confidence to then correct it for your current members. And often, and there is a a step-by-step plan, a mentor will guide you through if you need to do that. And there is also a calculation where we have you do it in steps if you need to go up a lot or in certain amounts. So it's like, we don't say, okay, double rates to a hundred and, you know, $250 from 125 and lose all your members. It is not like that. There are some steps to that process. So that's interesting. Do you get, do you like, when are you thinking about doing that? Is that within this year? Yeah, I think so. I think we we will need to kind of do it at the end of the year. Uh, And and what I needed to get over was the mental hurdle. Uh, So in calculating the arm, we really shone a light on, my unit economics and was it going to be a viable gym 10 years down the track right when we went through that process i realized hey i won't be able to service any of my clients um if we don't um raise the rates and that's 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 a net loss for everyone involved uh, yeah so that that going through the calculation of what is required to be a sustainable gym was the most valuable process not necessarily the rate itself yeah, and it's great that you're you're talking about this stuff because when I started my gym and when other people started theirs, they didn't do any financial calculations. Right. We kind of do like I did something similar to you where I was working out with my buddies in the gym, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And then or in the garage, and then we started a gym. 
but I didn't really do those calculations and ask, can I sustain this long-term? And it wasn't until I realized I couldn't, and then I found two brain that I made those corrections. So it's great that you're asking these questions now. Uh, let me ask you this because like everyone knows uh, Manhattan is a, is a crazy place in terms of rent and lease and all that stuff. How much space have you got there? Yeah, we're small. We've yeah. got uh, about 1,200 square feet. Yeah. Okay. But it's still Manhattan. So that carries a, a load to it and you've got to make pay the bills. So obviously there's financial calculations. You've got to make sure that you, you do them. Whereas, you know, where I was, uh, it was a little easier because we had low rent in a warehouse district of a city that no one ever visits. So right. <laughs> I was right, able right, to right. make a few more mistakes. So good for you right. for figuring it out sooner than I did. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I actually, and I, I read this from all around them. Like it was, it was quite comforting to know that in New York city, I was thinking, goodness, we're going to have to spend a whole lot of money on equipment and we're going to have mm. to have flashy lights and we're going to have to have influences and all of this kind of jazz and, and realize that, that that's not what people are buying. You know? And I think that's really clearly um, stated in, in Two Brains is people are looking for coaching, they're looking for companionship, they're looking for um, accountability. Whether or not you have 20 assault bikes or 10 doesn't really matter, you know? Isn't that a, a, a money-saving realization, right. right? Where you're like, I don't have to blow a million dollars on all the stuff you mentioned i just need and chris has done this video where he's like i need a, maybe a plyo box maybe a barbell maybe a skipping rope and a dumbbell or something and obviously you can scale that up based on your model but you can get effective results just with that and then starting small which chris has also recommended allows you to become profitable hit break even and then become profitable much faster than scale up and if you need more space at that point it's not quite so quite as scary right right absolutely yeah, yeah. i mean new york and space is just such a such a valuable asset that <laughs> right. we had to trade it on. I would like to say we 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 had the room to go and add all this equipment. We didn't, so we, we were kind of we were kind of hamstring. It's like we can only have two bikes, so that's what we're gonna have to make do with. I'm waiting for someone to put a barge on the uh, Hudson River and use that as a gym, right? Just float <laughs> yeah, that around. Yeah, <laughs> I'm exactly. sure the city's figured out some way to permit the hell out of that. But yeah, you know, get permitted, there'll be heavy rent on it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's uh that's that someone will do it well someday or a hovering hovercraft or something to get around the the, the municipal guidelines uh, talk to me about uh implementation of changes did you, in wrap up did you have to do any other stuff with like roles and tasks and staffing and if so like how did the staff respond to that or how did you know if you have co-owners or partners how did they respond to all these changes yeah uh we did have to make some some big changes there we we I, I've always had someone running the gym and I've never actually um, trained any classes just because at 8am I have to clock off and, and do my full-time job. Yeah. Uh, so always had those roles in place, but never had formalized roles, responsibilities, uh, processes for ensuring that um, we were delivering the product that we wanted to deliver. Mm -hmm. So we certainly did. And I think that was a lesson I, I approach two brain being like, oh, I'm gonna smash. I said, I think I said to um, Russell, I was like, oh, I'll smash this out in two months and I'll be ready to go. And he kind of just nodded. Um, <laughs> and and I realized I had to slow it right down. Like each week, I kind of did over three weeks to make sure that I could implement. It. And we took big gaps between between calls just to make sure that I was getting the most value from those calls because we did. We had to we had to we had to create a a sales binder. You know that took me two two weeks to do it really properly because I had to really change my approach to selling, you know, that was, that was a really um, big one. And then also we had to come up with a, a playbook, a staff playbook, and that's not a small task if you do it properly. Sure. You can throw some stuff on the paper, but if you take it seriously, uh, it does take some time. So certainly had to, to slow things down and, and really implement. Did you find that playbook to be a grind to create? 
Yeah, I don't know if I, 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 I we use a, a software called Trainial. Yeah. Uh, and I just used all the content that was on TwoBrain and put it on Trainial. Yeah. It made things so much easier. If people uh-huh. aren't using Trainial, it's it's great because it um it just made the process of oh roles and responsibilities here's a role and then I just allocated it virtually to my staff and then I can add stuff to to that. Okay, that's interesting. And the reason I ask if it's a grind is because I know that roles and tasks are all those things a lot of people avoid. It's not sexy. It's not sales. It's not marketing. It's not training. It's not you know buying equipment. It's one of those like sitting down with a you know a pen or a or, you know a laptop or whatever and grinding out who takes out the garbage at one time and you know and all the boring stuff, right? But you know Chris Cooper has talked about this and it actually is one hundred percent true, even for those who don't want to admit it. The roles and tasks and systems, the, they're the foundation of the business. You can't do the sexy stuff without that basis. Like, did you find once you had those roles and tasks in place and you had built this rock solid foundation that it allowed you to scale much faster? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm not going to say that we're there yet. You know, there's still yeah. some work there. And, that, and that's an iterative process. Uh, I had to change my mind. I like this whole experience. I had to change my mindset around it to get excited to do the playbook because it is uh-huh. it's boring. You're writing out roles and responsibilities and you're writing out okay, a member comes into class, what do you need to do? Yeah. As soon as they come in, turn the lights on. Um, so that that was certainly a grind. But when I was like, okay, this is what's going to – there was one quote, you, you can you can take a gym and you can buy a job or you can own yeah. a gym, you know, and I certainly can't afford to buy a job because I've already got one, you know. So when I was like, okay, this is great, I'm creating uh, 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 a proper – gym here by having roles and responsibilities then i got excited about it and i was able to do it so i changed the mindset it was great and then i also saved a lot of in frustration i was having towards my staff you know i was going like why don't they just do this this is so annoying i mean and then i was like when i was writing it out i was thinking the reason they're not doing it is because i've never told them that's what i think is important so i was getting frustrated at them they didn't know why i was getting frustrated and it was just is a mirror that, that got put up to me where I was like, all right, then you got to be a bit more um, specific in, in what you're asking. Yeah. And we, again, we've kind of led parallel lives where I had the same thing. I've always had a job when I had a business on the side. And so for me to offload tasks, uh, I struggled with it and I did a poor job. And the right. reason was exactly what you said. I just assumed people would do it the way that I thought it should be done. So whenever there was a shortcoming, it was ultimately my fault because I hadn't put a policy and a procedure in place. And so I did the exact same exercise where I came up with this large staff manual that had everything where it's like, you know, when you open the back door, be sure to unplug the alarm cable right. first so you don't tear it out, like stuff like that. And you can imagine why I put that in there because it got torn out at some point. Right, right. <laughs> but it's all those little things. Right. And I was extremely lucky. Like I have the most incredible staff. Shout out to yeah, right. Jamie, Katie, um, Mackenzie, Mitch, um, Brennan, all incredible um, at what they do and the process of creating uh, some like SOPs I'm not a gym person you know I, I don't know how to train people so I sent it to them and they looked at it and provided me some some pretty fair feedback like dang that doesn't make sense why would we do this yeah. they're the professionals we changed it together so then they had ownership over the um, experience we're providing our clients and so they of course they're going to implement it because they were part of it uh, so that's uh, another so thing. you've got buy-in there right away you've got staff buy-in yeah, and I'm more than happy to outsource to those to that team because they're so good at what they do, and then we could ensure that the changes we made made commercial sense for the gym, um, and it made practical sense for training, and then together we were able to come up with a pretty pretty good process. Okay, that's fascinating. Uh, 
tell me about the plan going forward. You mentioned maybe a rate increase at some point or whatever, but what else have you got going on? Like what are the next big steps that you and Russell are working on? And how did you guys decide that these were the big steps that would move the needle next? Yeah. Number one, getting our unit, unit economics to make more sense. Uh, we're, we're, What's explain unit economics? What's and that? That our revenue needs to be higher. You know, we need to make, okay. we need to make more yep. money uh, and we need yep. to reduce um, costs that don't make sense, throw out stuff that, that is not working for us and diversify our revenue streams through nutrition, um, PT, squad classes and, and private um, squads. So ensuring that we're just more viable going forward. Uh-huh. So what's the what's the big next move? Is it going to be like adding nutrition, or what do you? What yeah, you without giving away too much, of my members who might listen to this will we'll probably. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, no, keep your secrets <laughs> as you need to. That's we'll probably cool. have to do a member hike, uh, uh, a raise on our prices. I think they know that's coming. That they've been um, paying very low uh, membership for some time, so that's going to be the big one. And making sure that we do that responsibly and in a way that's not going to offside our members is, is definitely the, the next step. Yeah. And you know, I'll tell you this, like I went through that exact same process and we had had our rates in place for eight years, maybe nine years. And they were way too low. I knew that six years before I put the rate in place, increase in place. And that was literally a six figure mistake. Yeah. I should have put, I, I literally put the numbers in our software and said in 2013, I'm going to do this. I never did. And it cost us at least a hundred thousand dollars in lost revenue. Then when I did it, I was so scared, but I had the support of TubeBrain. I had the, you know, my peers in the in the growth group, and then I had the mentor. When we did it, our members actually said, like, like, thank you. It's about time you did that. We were worried you guys were not going to make it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And and I want our staff to have that. an incredible career with WBF. Yeah, and I want them to be well paid. I want them to have health insurance. I want them to love being part of. Um, what we're building and the only way we can do that is to pay them market rate and, and in new york it's expensive and, and they do some really great work for us so they deserve yep. to be paid more and they deserve to um be paid over the long term for it to be a sustainable thing so i think that's uh going to be uh the next step is ensuring that we can get people to salaried employees and that kind of stuff step after that is that going to be revenue diversification if so is it going to be pt or nutrition first I think for us, PT is, is really important. Uh, it's a great way to fill in the gaps. You know, our, our real estate utility isn't great. We load up between 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. Then we have a big dark spot when everyone runs off to work or goes crazy. Uh, so we, we, can, we can load that with PT to get more out of our, our rent spend. Uh, nutrition's been an interesting one. We, we launched it. I think we can do a better job with it. Uh, and we need to tailor it, I think, to a New York appetite. Um, certainly, uh, but yeah, PT is definitely the, the the next revenue stream. Um, but then, in terms of next big goals, I, I think if we can get a general manager in place, and 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 sorry, we have a general manager in place, but have a general manager operating another studio, that would be that would be the next step. Okay, so that's cool. And one of the things I'm excited is to hear where you uh, where you go from here because I know that gyms and I was one of them again that mostly focused on group training. Yep. When we started diversifying into personal training and nutrition, everything changed. And like Jolene Bingham, who's one of our mentors who also runs gyms, she at one point, I forget the exact numbers, but she was almost exclusively group, group training. Over COVID, she changed her model, went really emphasized PT. And now that I believe is like 60 or 70% of her revenue or something, a wow. very high number, 
where she's added a whole new stream that's significant. So I'm really excited to see what you do once you start getting these other programs in place. And then the final part of that is that hybrid memberships are sort of where that ARM number really gets kind of cool, right? We talked to some of our gym owners. Some listeners will be like, I could never charge $340 for a monthly service. Yeah. But I've talked to many gym owners now. Their, their, their ARM is well over 300 And it's usually a combination of group training plus nutrition and or PT or PT plus nutrition. And those services are highly valuable because it's one-on-one very personal service yep. it really does amazing things for the gym so like uh, dane i can't wait to talk to you again and find out where you're uh, where you're at after you get this stuff in place because it could be again the rocket ship's going up yeah definitely last thing i'll ask you people out here are uh, listening and i always like to talk to gym owners i'm wearing a two-brain hat obviously and so i'm you know going to tell you the program's great but you uh i like to have gym owners on here who explain it as real people if a gym owner out there is thinking like i don't know if mentorship would work for me what would be your advice to that person yeah, I mean, without just sounding like an absolute zealot, I, I would I'd be, I'd be all for it. I, I got so much value from it, uh, particularly Russell. He, he was just great, very um, down-to-earth delivery of mentorship. You, you know, it wasn't this oh, big brother kind of thing. We, we just had a chat, you know, and we talked through how it might work. Uh, and then, like most gym owners, I, I, I'm good at spending time with members, and I, and I love that part of it. And so creating a process and a system just allows me to do more of the stuff that I like and less time focused on kind of the boring stuff. And, and that's because I was able to systemize it, make create a process or offload it where, where possible. So absolutely worth, worth the money. I think we, we made back um, what we're paying for it in the, in the first session just with the sales binder. So um, yeah, all for it. Oh. Yeah. And that's what I was going to ask you because people look at price to a tag of mentorship and I know you're a finance guy. So you were obviously looking for return on investment, safe to say that you got what you were looking for. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Without, without a doubt. Yeah. And, and I was ready for it to just be a sunk cost. Like I was ready for it to actually oh, yeah? be a cost to me that I thought was going to be worth it just by building my network in New York with someone who had done this before me. Uh, but like I said, the ROI was, was positive uh, within the first month. Wow. Okay. That's cool. So you were kind of just looking to hang out with Russell a little bit. And it turns out you made some money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm, I'm really blowing up Russell in this call. He's going to think I want to date him or something after this. He's- <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? I'll tell you this on the other end. Uh, I was chatting with Russell uh, on uh, Slack uh, just about this before this call. And he said uh, he had nothing but good things to say about you. So he has the same level of respect for you. my Right. So good to know. Thank you so much for your time, Dane. That was Dane McCarthy on Two Brain Radio. I'm your host, Mike Warkington. I'm all about telling the stories of amazing gym owners just like Dane. Please subscribe for more episodes. And if you're on YouTube, hammer that like button too with, I appreciate that a great deal. Now, here's Two Brain founder, Chris Cooper with a final word. Thanks for listening to Two Brain Radio. If you aren't in the Gym Owners United group on Facebook, this is my personal invitation to join. It's the only public Facebook group that I participate in, and I'm in there all the time with tips, tactics, and free resources. I'd love to network with you and help you grow your business. Join Gym Owners United on Facebook. 